Well, good morning, New Cove. So my name's Troy Heller, pastor of Family Ministries, uh, right here. And uh, so glad that you guys are here today. Um, I love this place, and uh, we've, been, we've been working our way through uh, what we really value and what we really want to be about uh, at New Cove. And so we spent a little bit of time talking about, uh, Tim spoke about genuine faith. Uh, last week, we we highlighted some of our uh, meaningful impact over the last summer. You saw some of the different trips and things that as we gathered together, the impact that we were able to, uh, to make on others uh, for Christ. And then uh, today, I get to spend a little bit of time talking about authentic relationships and what that looks like. And guys, I have, there's really no reason why I would be standing here if not for uh, relationships and authentic relationships and people uh, God putting people around me and helping me to A, know him, and then B, walk with him. And I get so, uh, I get so encouraged uh, when I see you guys coming on Sunday mornings or uh, when, we're, when we're out and about locking arms, uh, making a meaningful impact that way. Uh, it is just so encouraging for me to be able to be uh, just connected with other believers and walking with them. So let me... Uh, Before I get started, let me go ahead and and just pray. God, we thank you for this morning. Uh, Thank you for uh, for Quinn making the the choice today to be baptized, uh, to make it known that he desires to follow you. And God, I I pray that uh, for him and for each of us that you would just uh, put people around us that would would help us to to want to walk more and more closely with you. Um, God, I pray that you would open our hearts and our ears, and I pray that you would uh, just help us to desire you more. Uh, we pray these things in your awesome name. All right, so one of the things that, uh, that uh, I think is, is so encouraging is that we just, um, in, in my household, some of the people in my household have, have really gotten into uh, Enneagrams, uh, being able to know like how people function and, and uh, kind of what what numbers they might be and what their personality styles might be, or we, we talk a little bit about different uh, strengths that we have, if you've ever done the Gallup Strengths Finder, or maybe something that, that uh, seems more broad or familiar with, with each of us. We'll talk about love languages, you know, acts of service, um, gifts, giving and receiving gifts, words of encouragement, uh, uh, Sorry, yes. Quality time. The word quality was not coming to me there for a second. So, so just the just the time. Uh, quality time, and then uh, give me a last one. Physical touch. See, that one's hard to remember when you're standing up here all by yourself. Oh heck. Okay. But there's something about once we come to understand who we are and, and the way that we function, I feel like God has wired us up and that we desire to be known and we desire to be loved. And so there's something special that when you see something that you can identify or someone else is able to look at you and they go, hey, I've noticed this about you. And you recognize that as true. And there's something about that that you're just like, oh, this is so comforting. One, you see me, you care about me. And this is exactly what, uh, as, as Tim talked about a couple of weeks ago, when we talk about genuine faith, 
Uh, God does that for us. Uh, God loves us. God cares about us. In just a second, I'm going to talk a little bit about genuine faith because I feel like we can't talk about genuine faith without uh, talking about I'm sorry, we can't talk about authentic relationships without talking about uh, genuine faith and, uh, and being able to, to find that. So, um, one of the things that, that I, the reason why I think that that's important is uh, sometimes with, with relationships, we become so dependent on others to be able to have those relationships uh, fill us, and they're things that only God can, can fill us uh, and, and do for us and to help us to know that we're, that we're loved and cared about. So uh, one of the things, so we have this, the Bible's there in the seat back pocket that uh, as, as genuine faith goes uh, or talks about. Uh, Tim, ta- Tim spoke uh, a couple weeks ago about Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1 and it was the so that that Tim referenced. Uh, it was we must, pay, we must pay the most careful attention therefore to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. So what is it that we've heard? What is it that we know about the Bible? And you guys, I feel like we're, we're pretty good at being able to open up the Bible and, and, and pick out a verse and know it and, and maybe claim that verse or memorize that verse or pick it up. But the real challenge, the ability to be able to have uh, genuine faith and an understanding for us to be able to, to start to have authentic relationships is to be able to understand the big picture of God's love for us, God's desire to know us and to care about us. And so let me just spin, that, spin through that real quick. God himself in relationship, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit in relationship. And then we know that, we know that as the story goes that, that God created all of creation. He created you and I. He created us to be in a relationship with him. We know the story of Adam and Eve in the, uh, in the garden. And, and then we also know the story that Adam and Eve chose what they thought was best, and they chose to go their own way. The same way that you and I choose to go our own way uh, each day, right? We think about uh, what do I want versus what does God want, and we, uh, we start moving in our own direction. And so God in his love gave us over to that, gave us the ability to be able to make our own choices and, and make those decisions. And so the rest, of, the rest of the Old Testament is this picture of God still making a way for us to be able to have a relationship with him, but that's where we get the, Old Test, or that's where we get the, uh, the Ten Commandments and, uh, and the different laws that we seek to follow to be able to be uh, in relationship with God. And that whole part of the Old Testament as we read it, and you guys, there's some things in there that you're like, what? What is this about? And we should have lots of questions, and we should wonder and understand, but at the end of that, uh, we should recognize that there's no way that we can be holy enough to have a relationship with God. At the end of it, there's nothing that we can do. And so the beauty of the story of God and the story of Christianity is God sending his son Jesus to this earth. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. We recognize that God sent Jesus uh, to live among us. Then uh, 33 years later, we we recognize Easter where Jesus died on the cross uh, and then rose again. And that 
uh, made it so that we could have a relationship with God once again. So that if you and I are willing to say, hey, I cannot do this on my own. There's no way that I can fulfill all the laws. There's no way that I can, um, that I can sin uh, little enough. There's no way that I can get that uh, stuff taken care of. Then we recognize Jesus' love for us, and we recognize that his death on the cross made it so that we could have a relationship with God. This whole, uh, the whole gospel story is centered around relationship, and it's centered around God reaching out toward us versus us having to make our way uh, toward him. Uh, so some of what, what I want to be able to spend some time uh, with us being able to, to talk about is if we have in these authentic relationships, for us to be able to have authentic relationships, we must be able to understand where, our, uh, where who we are comes from. Otherwise, we look for things that only God can put in our lives from other people. And, and those, uh, those things just can't be filled. So I spent a little bit of time uh, reading some of uh, Jenny Allen's book, which I'm going to highlight a few things from her uh, today. And she, sa- she says this quote, She says, you will disappoint me, I will disappoint you, God will never disappoint. So this whole aspect that we have to be able to recognize that you and I are going to disappoint one another. And you guys, I have this long list of people that have come alongside of of me, young Troy Heller, uh, to be able to to help me to come to understand or to be able to know Jesus uh, and and the way that, that God has done some, uh, some pretty awesome things there. Uh, we have this, uh, I want to be able to spend a little bit of time talking about what does it look like for you and I uh, to be able to start to have authentic relationships, and what do our relationships even look like? How do we start to form those? Um, here's this uh, a little diagram that, that we'll have there up, there, up, on the, up on the screen for us. So generally, you guys could Google this. You could, you could Google a, a diagram of relationships, and the only difference there is that uh, instead of God at the center, you might find you uh, at the center of this. This comes straight out of uh, Jenny Allen's Find Your Friends book, um, or Find Your People book. And so you'll see that there's, all around you have acquaintances. So you've got people that, that you just know or maybe have some relationship with, um, and then uh, inside of that, there's, there's your village. And most people can handle like uh, 50 people that you just have interactions with, people that you're able to, uh, to interact with. But the authentic relationship part, the piece about it is the, the two to five people in your inner circle. So sometimes we'll talk about in student ministry, we'll ask, uh, we'll ask kids, hey, who are your five? Who are five adults that you know that care about you, that want to know who you are, and, and uh, people that you could go to if you can't talk to your mom and dad. Uh, who are those folks? And so for you and I, guys, uh, I feel like we don't talk about this enough, but there's so much, uh, maybe even just loneliness or isolation uh, that happens where we as adults even neglect who our two to five people are. Uh, who are those people that you can go to? Who are those people that you're going to be able to, that are going to have your back, that are going to have a relationship with you? So I thought that this was really interesting. Uh, there's a study from the University of Kansas uh, that studied 
uh, how do you go from uh, acquaintance to casual friend? And they measured it in time. They figured out that it takes about 50 hours with someone before you can go from them being your acquaintance to them being a casual friend. Uh, then they figured out that it takes about 90 hours to move from casual friend to friend. Also, I kind of want to, I want in on this study. I want to know how this goes. Like, if it's just, do you put people in the same room and then you're like, hey, are we friends yet? <laughs> hey. Uh, it takes more than 200 hours to qualify as a best friend for you to be able to have time uh, with those people. That's why uh, sometimes, uh, raise your hand in here if you're a parent and your student has ever gone on, a, on one of the, the mission trips with the high school kids. Okay, quite a few of you. Very good. So sometimes, uh, and maybe as a parent, you've had to kind of coach your student because it's, it's a lot of unknown and we coach our students to be able to, to just, just get there, just, just step on the bus or get in the van and you're going to be okay. And then even through the first couple of days, you're like, hey, uh, you're still going to be okay. I know there's some uncertainty. You might not feel like, uh, like you know uh, people or like you fit in. Uh, and then a week later, we come back after logging 200 hours uh, or more. And then suddenly there's this, there's this bond uh, with students now, you and I know as adults, it's hard to come up with, it's hard to just set aside time and say, hey, uh, you look nice, you want to spend 200 hours together? <laughs> or it's also hard to walk up to people at this age, and, and I do remember making my first friend, and, and Brent and I uh, spent a little bit of time talking about this the other day, that uh, when, when we were young, we both have similar stories of I remember being at a, at a playground at a new school uh, for kindergarten, and I walked up at the, the monkey bars. I said, uh, hey, you want to be friends? <laughs> and, uh, and oddly, now, uh, that, that still works just a little bit for me. I mean, you know, it's uh, a little smoother now, but it's, it's pretty similar. Uh, one of my hopes that I would have for you guys is that we would all be able to come away not from today necessarily, but with a desire at least today to be able to find your two to five people. So one of the highlights of my life is it really honestly started out as a joke that, that me and some buddies, some people that I had spent a lot of hours with, uh, we decided, we, we, I think it was a we thing, uh, said, hey, uh, let's, let's have a good friend list. And so your good friend list meant like if you were moving, you call the people on your good friend list, and they come help move. Uh, if, you're, uh, if you need help with a home project, you call your friends on a good friend list, and they come help you with, the good, with that, or whatever it might happen to be. And so you guys just started out as a joke, and, and so honestly then, on the same, similar as the playground, it would, it would be like, hey, uh, notice you're pretty good with electrical. <laughs> you want to be on my good friend list? And... Uh, and what started out honestly as a joke, and, and now that, that we're all nearing 50, uh, it's, it's become more like, oh, yeah, I saw you're moving. Let's, let's all pass the hat uh, to, to pay somebody to, to take care of that. 
And then you make sure to contribute things that you would, you would anticipate would be a part of your uh, health expense afterwards. So very, very generous crew. But I desire that. It's a, it's a joke, but I so desire that for each of us. And it moved from uh, super surface things like that to, to, you know what, when somebody loses a parent, we show up. When somebody has hardship, we show up. And you do that. And that's what, that's what people within your two to five uh, are willing to be able to do uh, for you. You guys, I know also what it is to, to feel lonely. I know what it is to, to, to have your, uh, your village of 50 around you and yet feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't feel like there's people that, that really will have my back. And so if there's one thing that you guys, as you would leave here today, that you would know this you can seek God on this. If there's that big gap right there for you, I would encourage you to pray. So the Bible says that if we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. And if you pray, if you feel that emptiness, if you feel like there's that gap there from authentic relationships uh, in your life, I've seen this happen. Susan and I... uh, Spent a late night just talking because we didn't feel like we had family that other people had that they could go to. And so we prayed. And you know what God did? Yep. He brought people around us. People that were willing to show up when, when things went, uh, went in a tricky fashion. And, uh, and then I've seen this with, with students as well. Students who feel like, I just don't have anyone. And you guys, that's my biggest hope. Uh, middle schoolers and high schoolers in here right now, that's my biggest hope for you is that there would be someone around you that you could find that would be your people. People that you know that you can count on. People that you know that would have your back. And we've prayed for you. And we've prayed specifically uh, with students over the years. We've, we've sat down and we've prayed and we've said, God, would you please uh, put people in this, in this kid's life that they would be able to lean on, that would help them to be able to move closer to you. And you know what's happened? Time after time, what we've seen happen? God's showing up and God putting those people. And so part, of, uh, part though, of this is that we still can't put all of everything on those people that we want to have authentic relationships with because only God is the one that, can, that will never let us down, will never disappoint us. And so God is, uh, God provides those people and, and, uh, and people that will help to spur us on. So I've spoken uh, just real briefly, though, about like, obviously there's things that, that people can bring to our lives and, and can be helpful there. But you know what? Other people need you to show up in their lives. And they need you to be on their good friend list. They need, they need you to be willing to come alongside of them. Hey, I'm going to roll through just a few things that, uh, from, from Jenny Allen's book that she calls The Path to Connection. And I, because I feel like this is super helpful for us to think about. Because if you're at all like, like me, uh, you, kinda, you can start to coast in your life. And then you stop putting people first in your life. And then you, start in, you stop investing in relationships. You stop investing in the people that are around you. And then suddenly, you've drifted off into being right there all by yourself and feeling like people don't have your back. 
And so these are some of the things that I think that will help us, help us to be able to, uh, to inspire you toward authentic relationships. Uh, she has a symbol that goes along with each of these, and I think that they're, they're encouraging. The first one is fire. And it's not, it's not the fire that you would run from. It's think campfire for just a moment. And if, at a campfire, people are drawn to that. And so you move closer to the fire. And, of course, if it's chillier, then, then you can all be huddled up around the fire and enjoying that. But think that. Think proximity. Uh, the barrier is busyness. And so sometimes it's like, hey, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm too busy for people. I'm too busy to be able to... Uh, to choose to go to the store with someone or to choose to go for a, a walk with someone or, uh, you know what, I really haven't kept up with this person, so I probably shouldn't uh, ask for their help to do whatever it might happen to be. Um, sometimes we let busyness be the lie uh, where we really need to be able to continue to draw close to one another. Um, so there's you might look at, if, if you're just starting from zero right now, and you're like, I have all these acquaintances, I don't have these people. Some of us have people that were like, you know what, I need to reconnect, and I need to make that uh, a part of what I do. But some of us might feel super isolated, and so first I would say pray. Second, what circles uh, do you have in your life? Uh, are, you a, are you a parent of a kid playing sports? Well, you know what, there's other parents there. So who are some of the other parents that you might connect with? Are you involved uh, with a job or at work? Who are some of the people in those circles that you might be able to connect with? And so figure that out proximity-wise. Who are some folks that are there? Sometimes people in my inner circle don't necessarily uh, have the same belief systems that I have, uh, but often they do. Next one is open doors. The goal is transparency. Uh, the barrier is, is uh, pain and shame, and so sometimes we're, we're unwilling to be able to, uh, to let people in, to let them see who we are. And guys, don't get me wrong, I think there's real value to being slow to disclose everything about you. Like you need, to, you need those 200 hours to be able to go, uh, to be able to realize like, hey, is this, is this somebody that, uh, that I can really uh, open up those, those doors to and begin to have some, some actual and strong relationship with? Uh, one person a long time ago, I heard them talk about it as refrigerator rights. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Because is there a greater intimacy than someone being willing to walk into your house, open up your refrigerator, and take whatever they want out of there? I mean, there is no greater intimacy than that. <laughs> Am I right? But if you think about it, those are the people that will walk right into your house and you haven't just cleaned up and you haven't just vacuumed and you haven't just done all this stuff. They just, they happen into your house. And so you're not tidying up and there's transparency. Um, I, had the, I had the good fortune of, of teaching with a guy uh, once and, and he introduced himself to the class and this was so cool. And he said, hey guys, my life is an open book. And he was really, he was really, uh, boisterous, I guess, in his mannerisms and stuff. And, and he said, my life is an open book. Ask me anything. I have nothing to hide. You know, and it was just like, oh, wow, that's neat. That's awesome. I want to be like that guy. I want to I be able to, to open my life uh, to others in that regard. So, so being transparent, not trying to put on a facade or something that you're not. The next that she uses is anvil. And the goal is accountability. 
the barrier is pride. So you and I, we can sharpen one another. Uh, remember Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. it says, iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. You and I can sharpen and to help one another. And the picture of an anvil is that you would lay yourself out and those people would help to shape you along with uh, Jesus and the things that you're reading and, and walking and they know your goals. And so sometimes with accountability, if you've, if you've walked with Jesus for a while, uh, some of us have great accountability partner experiences. Others are like, oh dear, this is where I got to go tell the person what I did wrong and then hope to do better next week. But really, it's about helping one another to move more toward the person that you desire to be. And so accountability, it makes us more effective. It calls us to live better. It challenges us uh, to reach higher. That's what, you know, those people can come around you and they can say, hey, uh, I remember you saying that, uh, that you didn't really want to see yourself start to go in this direction. We're... <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> and, uh, and be able to help you with that. Uh, the next one, shovel, it's shared purpose. Um, it gets past shallow or small talk. Um, I can't think of talking about uh, authentic relationships without uh, thinking about Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verse 24 and 25. Because verse 24, it says, says, let us think about ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. So uh, about a month ago, I got to speak about what it looks like for us to continue to put on uh, the new self that Jesus gives us. Remember from the big story of, of who God is and his love for us. And then throw off the old self. And we keep doing that. And we keep trying to be more and more uh, like Jesus. Our shared purpose, as we, as we hold each other accountable, our shared purpose is uh, also that we would be able to motivate one another to love, uh, to acts of love, and to good works. Uh, some of you in here, uh, you might be, uh, well, I know some of you guys are, are, some of our college students, you're in the same sororities, or you're in the same dorms, or you at least, you're, you're in some of the same classes, or uh, some of you in here, your coworkers, um, you have a shared purpose to be able to motivate one another toward love and good deeds. And and I've heard some of the stories of of, uh, of people that have kind of locked arms, and they said, you know what? Um, even from parents who are on the same, who have kids on the same sports team, and they motivate one another to be able to be about. Uh, loving the other kids on the team, showing that it doesn't have to be just about their kid uh, getting the start or the glory or whatever, but, but being able to notice and recognize people and that that's, uh, that that's the kind of thing that stands out. Uh, Jenny Allen has this other quote. It says, As members of the body of Christ, we are to love each other and God so well that other people want this love and follow Jesus. Authentic relationships can have that shared purpose where you and I, sure, we're friends and we help one another out and we love each other and we care about each other and we continue to do that. But my absolute favorite thing to be about is to watch God when he starts to, when you see that, that you and another believer in Jesus have a mutual friend and that mutual friend starts to ask some questions 
about God. And then you just sit back and you go, this is happening. And you just watch and you know that it's only a matter of time before uh, that person comes to know Jesus. Because all you're doing is throwing off the old self, putting on the new self. You're continuing to love that other person and you're you're having a shared purpose uh, with other people. Let me give this other extra little bonus for parents in the room. If you're a parent, raise your hand. Okay? This is, there's going to be so much more to come from this, but there's a book that I'm reading. It's called uh, Like Ice Cream. And his whole point, he likes ice cream. His grandparents liked ice cream. His parents liked ice cream. His great-parents, his great-grandparents liked ice cream. And uh, he didn't ever have a, a a big, hearty conversation with his kids about, hey, uh, I need you to like ice cream. It was the shared purpose. He loves Jesus. You and I love Jesus. If we continue to, to love Jesus and to walk with him, uh, then, that, then we see that happen. The last one, table. The goal is consistency. The barrier is conflict. So table is that you would continue to come to the table uh, with, with those people that you desire to have in your two to five. Uh, you want to assume the best of those people. You want to keep short accounts. Uh, be quick to apologize. Uh, aim to be the peacemaker. Hebrews 10.25 says, And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. We need to continue meeting together. Even when it feels like there's a conflict or, hey, this feels like a one-way street. Anybody have a relationship that feels like a one-way street? Yeah, keep going down that one-way street. If those are people that are there and, and that are in your two to five, and those are people that you know that you've locked arms with and you've, you've made some agreements uh, with, then, then you need to continue to reach out to them. You can't have consistency without consistency. And so you've got to consistently uh, pour into those people. So clearly, uh, people who are not following Jesus can have authentic relationships. I mean, it's, it's absolutely possible. But adding genuine faith into your authentic relationships with others creates, creates a different path because you're not trying to get from others what only God can give. You're able to lock arms with people. You're able to pray with them. You're able to have purpose with them. Uh, and you're able to, to make a difference. So our next steps today, you guys, there's uh, out in the, in the gathering space, uh, we try to set these things up so that we can help you to start to log some hours with people. And that maybe as you log hours with people that you would be able to have some authentic relationships with people around you. And in the gathering space today, it's our last day of having our connection consultants there. They're wearing the orange vests. And they've got a little uh, clipboard there. Go up and talk to them and just say, hey, what are, some, what are some ways that I could help to get connected here and to feel more connected? And then lastly, there's a, a version Bible study uh, devotional that's there for you uh, that would help you to kind of go through and, and uh, think through some of these points just a little bit more. Uh, let me pray. God, thank you so much for today. Thanks for an opportunity to... Uh, to come before you, to worship you. Thank you for the way that you love us and care about us. Uh, God, I pray that you would, uh, would help us to connect, would help us to be able to find uh, authentic relationships around us and to be able to lean in uh, to those relationships. 
God, I pray this in your awesome name. Amen.